Welcome everybody. Uh, Amy and I are so excited because we get to talk to you about a magnificent system of the body. Um, you're using it all day, all night, and you don't even realize it, right? Until you can't use it anymore. And that is your nervous system. <laughs> so um, my name is Karen Urbanic. I'm a holistic healthcare practitioner. Absolutely love the human body. Uh, I am addicted to it uh, as much as people are addicted to drinking water. And so if there's anything we want you to know is that you have found the people, you have found your people who love your body and love your guts as much as you do, if not more. Okay, like it can happen. <laughs> and so uh, let's give a warm welcome to Amy as well. And again, we're both so excited to be with you. Awesome. Yes. And not only do we love the human body and love your guts and everything inside and outside of you, including your microbiome, uh, but we also have this profound belief and understanding of the human body's regenerative capabilities. And uh, that is a message that we're just so dedicated to sharing with the world, especially when it comes to systems of the body, like the central nervous system and all the systems, digestive health, heart health, all of it. Uh, sometimes people get diagnosed with, with a condition related to these systems, or they start to experience degenerative nerve pain or, or some form of, of a systematic degeneration. And we're just here to deliver information to empower people to know what you can do to get your body back into the driver's seat of its own health, of helping your body rebuild from the inside out. We've seen there's not a system of the body that you can't influence for the better. And so that's whole call is designed to be extremely empowering because nervous system disorders come in many forms uh, from uh, related to our, just our brain and our mental health to very physical pains in our feet, in our tissues, in our body and kinks in the neck. Who here has ever woken up and you have like, you just turn your head the wrong way. And then it just hurts to twist your neck all day. And you're wondering if it's going to be a month before you can turn your head again or three months or a year. So there's all these nervous system pains are manifesting in all these different ways. So today we're going to be covering how to help take care of our nervous system, both for physical health and for mental health. And I love hearing Karen talk about this topic because you've been studying this so deeply for the past five years. And neural regeneration is real. Like say that with me, neural regeneration is real. Please do not think because a nerve is not working from point A to point B that you have to have it taken out or that it's never going to work again, right? It's like, please, 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 please pass this on to every single person you know. Neural regeneration is real. And we're going to give you step-by-step step many ways that you can regenerate the nerves. But the number one thing to understand is what is the nervous system. And so I'm going to kind of just jump in with the four nervous systems that I talk about all the time, even though we have the central nervous system, which of course is the brain and the spinal column. But let's Let's talk about that because the because when we're looking at the nervous system, peripheral nervous system, we're looking at 31 pairs of nerves that come out of the brain and they come down your spinal column and they go through the vertebrae and the and the, uh, the cervical discs, right? And they deliver information to organs, glands, and tissues. And before I go any further, I must mention something. One of my favorite studies I've read when I was cr uh, creating the the TNC course, you know, 10, 15 years ago was a study done by chiropractors who wanted to show that they are the ones who could detect how someone died by doing autopsies and biopsies and literally not biopsies, wrong word. Anyhow, and letting people know how their loved ones died. And do you know what they did? They peeled the body back to just the nerves and they could see which nerves were pinched 
And that is what caused liver failure, heart, the spleen to burst. They could see just by looking at the nerves. That's why chiropractic is so important, right? Chiropractic puts the cervical discs and the, the nerves right and the vertebrae right back where they're supposed to be. So we release that subluxation. So just please make sure you understand that the number one thing you can do for your, 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 um, your spinal nerves is just that, is making sure that you are stretching, that you're doing myofascia, you're going to a chiropractor, that's super important. I'll keep going. You also have, the, so that's the first system of the body, kind of consider it a breaker box of electricity, and then it runs through the whole body. And when there's something that pinches or isn't communicating, we aren't going to have electricity to the bathroom. Well, if we don't have electricity to the bathroom for a long, long, long period of time, there can be problems in that area, right? Okay. You have 12 cranial nerves. Those 12 cranial nerves also come from the brain and they come out little special holes in the, in the actual head and they go to your eyes and ears. Thus it's cranial, except for the vagus nerve. Um, you have the meridian. We're not gonna talk about the meridians today and we're not gonna talk about the chakra system, but those are four electrical systems of the body. And the main thing we're gonna focus on is going to be the, the systems of the peripheral nervous system, right? The spinal nerves and uh, the cranial nerves and what we can do with the nerves that are running through our entire body communicating and how to get them unstuck, so to speak. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about chiropractic because there's way too much to talk about. And that's what we wanna get into. So is that cool, Amy? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a real quick recap then of all these Please. different terms that we hear associated with nervous system. Mm -hmm. So um, your central nervous system consists of your brain and your spinal column. So that, that in your, those spinal cords, that is like the central nervous system. So if you stripped everything off the human body, you just had the head dangling in the spinal column. That's the central nervous system. The peripheral nervous system is everything that's coming out of that. So like, you're like, you know, peripheral, think peripheral vision. It's like, you know, looking to the side. So your extremities, your arms, your legs, that's all part of your peripheral nervous system. So within your peripheral nervous system, there are actually two kinds of subcategories of your nervous system. You have your autonomic nervous system, which are the automatic functions that are controlling your heartbeat, your digestion, um, uh, different physiological processes inside your body. And your autonomic nervous system is going to be in one of two states. Do you guys remember what those two states are? Affecting whether your heart's beating really fast or really relaxed or whether your digestion's like shut off because there's more important things to do or whether you're calmly digesting food. What are the two different states that your autonomic nervous system will be in? Sympathetic or parasympathetic? Yes. Woo, loved it. Great participation. So we have sympathetic and parasympathetic. So those are going to be the two states that your autonomic nervous system is operating in. You have your other part of your peripheral nervous system that's called your somatic nervous system. And this is uh, related to your sensory neurons. So it's going to be, uh, you know, all the different senses, taste, smell, touch, pressure, temperature, uh, motor mechanics, electromagnetic frequencies. These are sending messages into the sensory neurons in your somatic nervous system. And it's also what controls your voluntary movement. Even quick, sometimes quick reflexes can also be included in that. But like th those are going to be your, just when you think somatic, think sensory neurons and think voluntary movement. So that's what's going on with your somatic system. Then you have your autonomic 
uh, nervous system, which is going to be operating at or fight or flight or rest and digest and the somatic and the autonomic make up your peripheral nervous system, which is everything outside of your brain and spinal column. So that's a quick recap. If you just Google any of these terms, you'll see beautiful charts that are, that are, you know, good graphics of like, okay, you're, you have your nervous system, you have your central nervous system, peripheral nervous system, central is made up of this, peripheral is made up of this. You can go and look up the charts, but I just want to give a brief recap of what all these different terms we're talking about are. All right, back to you, Karen. Oh, thank you, Amy. That beautiful recap, by the way. Um, okay, so this is awesome. So you have these these nerves that are running through the body, right? And if those of you who have my book, you're gonna find you're gonna find all this on 62, 63, right? So if you have my book, live, you can look at that on 62, 63. I'm not gonna read that, of course, but those nerves are gonna come in a bundle and there's a myelin sheath that wraps around those nerves, okay? So this myelin sheath is like a protective coating over the nerves. The number one damage to the myelin sheath is sugar, period. So you've probably heard of diabetic peripheral neuropathy, right? So we have this DPN, which happens because there's so much sugar in the bloodstream that it starts damaging the myelin sheath and it literally eats the myelin sheath and the nerves can be exposed. And so what, what has to happen inside of that nerve stem? It's like, oh, we need to make, you know, all the stem cells have to make more myelin sheath, more myelin sheath, more myelin sheath, right? So we're using up so much energy just to keep protecting the nerves, protect the nerves, protect the nerves, protect the nerves because the nerves get damaged. And what is nerve damage? What does it lead to? MS, right? It leads to all of these issues that deal with these nerve ending issues. And people ask me, people have literally sat in my office saying, well, no one can help MS. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, I've never worked with anybody with MS who isn't better. And I don't mean that in a cocky way, but it's understanding that number one, neural regeneration is a very real thing. Nerve damage is a very real thing. So we can't, be cocky about that, but we can understand that if we eliminate sugar. So yes, this means one of the keto diets or a paleo diet where we're avoiding any kind of sugar so we can repair the nerves for that first six months. Wonderful. Now we're going to give you a lot of different ways to regenerate nerves. So we're not done yet. I just wanted to make sure we understood that sugar in the blood is going to damage nerves period. If you have a little bit here and there, like tomorrow, I am going out for a snack tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. There's a really great place called the love boat down here in uh, Southern uh, Florida. And we're going right. Cause Karen's going to try a little bit of their, mm -mm, whatever they got going on over there. Anyhow. So, uh, but I can do that because I don't eat sugar. And so my, my nerves aren't going to be affected by that, but someone who constantly eats sugar and drinks soda pop and is always bringing sugar and starches into their body, they could have nerve damage at some point. So and by the way, there's some really cool things that are about the nervous system. Like you have, you have billions, like a hundred billion, you know, nerves in the brain that are sending chemical messengers all the time. One of my favorite analogies of your brain is I wish I could just like peel my skin and my, my hair off of my head so you could watch it. It's like a lightning factory all the time. Like all these, all the dendrites and the, and the synapses and the axons and all the communication that is happening every second, every melody a second in your nervous system, you might just go, wow, is all that really happening in here? So when I'm like, Hey, have you had cranial sacral done? Or let's check out the meninges. Those are all parts of the brain, the head, sorry, not the head, not the brain that are so important because they're 
they're, 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 that's, how, that's what cause, causes comfort. It can cause discomfort if it's tight and it can cause comfort, that dural matter and the meninges. So we need to look at this part of the body as a, wow, we want to avoid concussions. We want to avoid sugar. We want to avoid damage to the most important part of the body, which is helping us to communicate. And so Anyhow, um, and, and those nerves, by the way, they travel 270 miles an hour. Now, now, Candy, I might just have to put in there that we had to get a rental car for three days, and she did pick the Mustang convertible. So yes, if you've seen us in Southern Florida going everywhere, and it almost gets to 270 miles an hour, but not quite. Thank you, Candy, for not killing me. But anyhow, that's how fast, 270 miles an hour, all of these nerve impulses are flying through our body, right? And so that's faster than I can talk. Ah! Right? I so Studio it. audience did not know that was possible. We just had a request come in to slow the, put this into a first or second gear for a minute here, but okay. they can always go in and slow their settings when they watch our videos. Okay. No, I can take, I can turn it down a little, but it's exciting. Um, and just some really cool things. I know that I've mentioned how much I love the neural regeneration you can literally lose a limb. They can cut off your limb. They can save those nerves and they can literally attach the nerves to whatever, you know, uh, body part they're replacing. And it will actually communicate and restructure the muscles to work as it should. Like nerves are unending. They are amazing. And it's up to us to keep them healthy, happy, and, uh, and disease-free. I love that. So thank you so much for covering uh, a little bit about nutrition and how that affects our body and also about just how exciting, how many connections are happening throughout our whole body. So mm -hmm. that leads me to what I wanted to talk about next, which is there are, are a lot of different things we've heard about that can help the nervous system. And sometimes I wonder if we're like, well, what, what is like the one end all be all, um, you know, cause we've heard of chiropractic care and auricular therapy and acupuncture and acupressure. There's a bunch of lifestyle things that really improve your nervous system, such as physical activity and weightlifting and doing yoga. So we're constantly looking at what's the common thread among all of these things that help the nervous system. And a really big thing is, is that stimulation to wake up those nerves. Uh, what can happen is, and they talk about this a lot in Chinese medicine, when they're talking about the chi and the energy that's flowing through our body, they talk about sickness. They would say like, oh, the energy got stuck. It's not flowing through that part of your body. That's, that's the words they would use for it back in the day. They're like, oh, the energy is stuck. Like there's not, the energy's not getting there. It's stuck. So they weren't calling it neurons and dendrites and axons, but they were saying some type of electrical messaging is not happening where it should be. So like, for example, Tai Chi, do I have any Tai Chi fans out here? Raise your hand. Woo. Okay. We need to get our Tai Chi up and running our Tai Chi club, but Tai Chi is like moving your body in these movements that just help bring not only circulation and blood and oxygen, but also just neural stimulation throughout your body. And so I loved in the beginning, Karen, when you were talking about, there are so many ways to help the nervous system, because what we really do want to do is wake up our nervous system. Um, and like that, for example, people who study uh, and practice acupuncture, sometimes people are like, how the heck could a needle on my shin have anything to do with my pain? pancreas. That makes no sense at all. I actually don't know if that's like the primary organ, but does the concept of like, why would me sticking a needle here have anything to do with another part of my body? 
But that uh, visual that Karen was describing about these neurons, do not think of this as like a contained system where like you, you could see your neurons, like these things spread out and branch out and wrap around your organs and they wrap around your tissues and they wrap around your fingers. They're all over your body. And so when you have, um, you know, when you're stimulating certain parts that are tied through these meridian pathways back to your organs, you absolutely are stimulating that area and just sheerly waking it up sometimes can be enough for it to start doing what it needs to do. And that's what's so cool. We have so many testimonials of acupuncture and acupressure and, and the people I've spoke to who work at, at those offices, they're like, you know what? Acupuncture is not going to work for 100% of people because it's not always a nervous system issue that is causing their digestive pain. It could be like a food intolerance, or it could be, you know, an emotional thing or whatever it is. So it's not going to work 100% of the time, but for people where there is a nervous system issue, it can be a life changer. So I just wanted to explain, like, look for these common threads among all these different therapies. And we see a lot of nervous system stimulation. And this can come right back to like us just getting out in nature and like even looking, you guys have heard me say this like 10 times by now, because it blew my mind when Naraya, uh, sorry, when Nadia Lutz was presenting on how to stimulate the vagus nerve. And she was talking about all these techniques for stimulating your vagus nerve. And you want the vagus nerve is one of your cranial nerves that comes down and it wraps all around your whole digestive tract. So you really want your vagus nerve to be stimulated so that you have enough acetylcholine so that it triggers digestion. You like, or else if, if you're, if you're deficient in that, your whole digestive process will be um, inhibited. And so she was going over all these different ways to naturally produce an enough acetylcholine and stimulate your vagus nerve. And it was like gargling. And it was like looking between two poles and like stimulating your neck. And she was taken through all these different ways to stimulate it. And I was like, man, that would all of that would have happened if I like grew up in a tribe and I was like running outside in the woods between two trees. And I was like, accidentally swallowed salt water and like got it in my mouth. I was like, Oh, coughing and gargling. Like all these things would naturally be more of our built environment, but we kind of live in these like concrete boxes inside. And we're not getting that type of eye stimulation or the neck stimulation. We've been social distancing people. You don't have like awkward relatives giving you unusually long hugs, that's good for your next vagus vagal nerve stimulation, my friends. So I'm just saying new perspective on the, uh, on the, on the awkward hugs with the relatives, but I'm just saying all these things naturally stimulate our nervous system. And that is what, um, a lot of the modalities we've been talking about today will do the other part that we're about to get into our nutritional um, dietary herbal. So Karen's going to take it away with some of those. Um, those modalities really will help rebuild your nerves from the inside out to give your body the building blocks to build your nerves. Myelin sheath, who knows what primary car, uh, primary macronutrient that's made out of. Is it proteins, fats, or carbohydrates for myelin sheath? Fats. Awesome. Jamie, I saw you mouth it. You go girl. So <laughs> Yeah, you need the healthy fats to build your myelin sheath. And that's a big reason why like elderly patients who um, are developing Alzheimer's will do so much better on a higher fat diet because not only is the healthy fats helping them uh, regenerate their myelin sheath, but there's a whole train of thought that can that looks at Alzheimer's and that type of ner nerve damage regeneration as type three diabetes where they're resistant to glucose and sugar. And so they need the healthy fats to have fuel or, and they may need ketones as well. A lot of them do really well. A lot of all in turn of all disorders out there, like keto is a therapeutic diet for nervous system disorders. So if we're talking about diets for, uh, in terms of therapies, like, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't need keto day to day. Like personally, as like, as someone who like 
loves swimming and running and all this stuff. Like I don't do well without my potatoes and some wild rice and fruit. Like I look, I do well with carbohydrates, but if I had a nervous system disorder and I was trying to protect my myelin sheath from sugar and really build up the healthy fats, that would be a diet I would consider at that point. So anyway, every, everyone's different, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, and Amy, I'm, can I explain the why behind that? I'm always the why person, right? And so let me explain pretty please. Um, so you have these dendrites and then you have the synapse so it can connect, right? The axons. And so we're looking at that synapse, that area where the break is, that's where your neurotransmitters work, right? And so neurotransmitters go in there and they either allow you to absorb you know, the product and the neurotransmitter or they, or they stop the communication. So they'll either allow the communication or stop the communication. So remember, I grew up with epilepsy. I had seizures, right? Ring a bell, have a seizure, fall on the ground, drool, quite exciting, right? Fun for a day. And so neurotransmitters that the neurotransmitter that I was missing and what I started taking and eating, and actually I just ate the foods high in it was GABA. GABA controls all the electricity in the body because GABA is what goes in and it allows the communication to go through that synapse, right? Without GABA, I wasn't, I'd have a seizure. There'd be a block, there'd be something. So Tourette's and epilepsy and any kind of seizure, you know, it's a GABA deficiency period. That's the, that's the main issue. So the same thing with the acetylcholine. That's why when you bring in things like DHEA, right, that is such a powerful product. It's like known as the fountain of youth right now, because people are like, but you can't go buy, this is so awesome. You can't go buy DHEA because that's not how it works. You don't, you don't buy DHA, it's made in the body and there's foods you can eat that will help you generate more DHA. And so that's when you go into your omega-3s, right? Your healthy olive oil and all your avocados and your, your chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, all the seeds that are fish full, oil. Nuts that are full, the fish oil, salmon, right? Wild yams, even soy, sprouted soy, those products will literally help the body create its own DHEA. Now I see clients on a regular basis, right? They, and, and they come in and I'll tell you all those who are needing DHEA, this is a lecture that they get, but it's not a lecture. It's quite fun, but it's realizing that it's food, food, stop going to the health food store and looking for something to take, right? Oh my gosh, go to the produce section and eat something that your body can use. And so people who are depressed, have anxiety, have any neurotransmitter issue at all, please consider eating the foods that will support your body and making DHEA. It makes, it makes all the difference. And while I'm kind of on that ramp, cause we'll get into the list now that's what we can do to, to, you know, to help the rest of our nerves, but be very aware to get every human being off of aluminum and fluoride, like no aluminum cans, no aluminum soft drinks, no aluminum in the body at all. Don't cook out of aluminum. Don't drink out of aluminum. Please don't use aluminum. And my gosh, please don't use fluoride. Please, please, please consider really researching fluoride because aluminum and fluoride bind together in the pineal gland period. And a lot of you who are kind of waking up to what's going on throughout the world, right, are aware of how important that pineal gland is. And that pineal gland, which looks like a little pine cone, right, that pineal gland is one of the most important glands in our entire body. And we are binding it whenever we're, whenever we have aluminum free floating in the body and fluoride. And that is very, very destructive. And so just be aware that we're going to bring in a whole bunch of wonderful things and we're going to avoid a few things. Um, this is also when, remember how, and I forgot to mention this earlier, but I want to throw this in here. Th those of you who are working with clients um, who do uh, any kind of blood 